Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen, I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world, Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. And we welcome you into hour two of the Rush Hour Morning Show. So glad that you could join us on this Wednesday morning. You know, I could see Rick Boogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the guitar. Boogs. What about the kazoo? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that they let him go in, in WWE. What about the kazoo? Okay. <laughs> Hopefully that's not the 220 <laughs> alert this afternoon. Uh, no, it'll be like. <laughs> How in the world did I make a musical instrument I, out of that? I, I have no idea. Uh, speaking of, Brian, speaking of, I never got around to what I got for my birthday last week. I you, told you, you about a never, great... You never did. Okay, so you heard you heard Coach G during the intro, right? Okay. What was I over here doing? You were over there using an air guitar with... A, a, it was a Swiffer handle, using it as a what? As a guitar. As a guitar, right? I told you that I was wanting to get... That's a Swiffer handle. Yeah, yeah, Swiffer See, handle. See, I thought it was a back scratcher or something. No, I reached over this morning to try to get you during the 7 o'clock yeah, hour. Yeah. You wasn't it's, having nothing of it. It's kind of weird being gooched at 7, 10 in the morning. <laughs> By a Swiffer handle. Yes. And a dude with no shirt on. <laughs> exactly. Two dudes dressed like nuns. <laughs> Stop. Anyway, I, I, I've been thinking about, like, you know me, man. Once I figure something out, I'm on to the next thing, right? I'm, I'm, I'm high strung. I'm a lot. I'm extra. Whatever you want to call it. Okay. Whack job. I'm out there. Okay. Right? Overachiever, whatever, whatever. Driven, crazy, all that stuff, right? So when I was a little kid, I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. I always had aspirations of being a country music singer. Well, when you're a kid, you know how that works out. Back then, they told you you couldn't do anything. That was stupid. Why do you want to do that for? Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Horrible. Horrible mindset. So I convinced myself that one day later in life, I would do any and everything that I wanted to do, and I would figure out how to do it. So I've been thinking about the last two years trying to figure out how to play the guitar. For so, a burgeoning country music career. Oh, listen, I, I'm tell, I put this on record. Oh, it's on record because we're, we're recording. Yeah, we're recording. I'm telling you right now, if I figure out how to play this guitar and I get 
I just have to be decent. I just have to be an entertainer and just strum a few chords. I don't have to play a lot. Get a good band behind me. I'll bet you every dollar I've ever made in my life, I will rent out. You think I'm sitting there pointing this Swiffer at you right now. See, this is why we need to be on video. I bet you every dollar I've ever made, I will rent out Cody Joe's, and I'll have me two opening acts, and I'll have a concert. Watch and see if I don't. Because... I wanted a Martin D28 1971, same model as I am. Okay. You know, I have a 71 model Rolex, right? I was not aware of that. Yeah, 71 model. So um, I wanted I wanted to get that 71 D28 Martin guitar. Okay. Guess what my parents got me for my birthday? Bam. Bam. What? Yes. No shot. Absolutely. It's in the house. Really? Yeah. I'm going to learn how to play it. I'm going to teach myself how to play it. You're going to teach yourself how to play, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're going to be on the country music scene. Now, I'm not going to go that far, but I'm going to rent out Cody Joe's. Sure I am. Why wouldn't I? If some, some, if some of them guys are going to rent it out, you don't think I can? I'll sell enough merch and tickets to get my money back. Well, I'm there not you gonna, go. I'm not going to go over there and lose five grand like an idiot. I've already done that before at some worse ventures. It's just something I want to do. I really want to do it. I think, listen, we're a long way from it, right? Okay. You got to set goals. What did Coach Rothwell just talk about? Right. See what I'm saying? Yep. You got to set goals. You got to be realistic. You got to have something to chase. A couple chords. Yeah. I mean, look, ap- look, after what we were able to experience last week. I need week, a new place to drink and dance and party all night long. See, I got that part down. See, there you go. Yeah, at least I think I do. You know, I mean, well, with what we experienced last week from Hodel, Hodel, Hodel Hoedown, yeah. There's no question you've got some songwriting chops. You like the you like the Hodown, didn't you? That was pretty good. Did I tell you about the song I wrote? Should I break that out one day? I, I wrote a couple songs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we need to break that out one day. I swear. Oh, that's hilarious. I'll, I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing you a couple lyrics during the break. Pretty okay. good. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me. Okay. Are you surprised? Here's here is the the mystique of football season. Obviously, folks are folks are tuning into the podcast. The podcast numbers are fantastic. They check out the show. Look, if it's good enough for Dan Rothwell, it ought to be good enough for you as far as a morning show. Yeah. Okay. I would think here's, so. But here's the influences that that we're making in this scene. I have a conversation. With my wife, Janine. Yep. Okay. Sunday night, I went to bed. Okay. The Chiefs game against the Jets was on. She tells me the next day. Um, yeah, I stayed up and watched the game. Really? I'm like, what? What? <clears throat> She's like, yeah, I stayed up and watched the game. Football's really my thing. Really? And I'm like, what? And then, and then she's like, yeah, I, uh, I want to, uh, I want to go see the Bengals play in Cincinnati. Really? I'm like. Okay. Did you ask her who's paying for it? Oh, I I think we know. Uh, that that's <laughs> her. Gonna, that's going to be that's going to be a joint venture. <laughs> Not uh, be rush. Well, I mean, I'll have to be engaged in it in some way, shape, or form. But, but I mean, that's you know, that's the kind of impact that football has. Yeah. I mean, people can't get enough of it. So even on a bad week, I mean, because like. We're looking at the, the, the pick six. Obviously, this is not the most attractive pick six that That's we've ever ugly. had. It's ugly. It's it's <clears throat> not good. Now, it'll probably create some separation. 
though I said that last week and that didn't happen at all. No, but, it tightened things up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see how this is going to go. But we have our pick six, so let's get after it. <coughs> okay. All right. After you choked to death over there. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have to break out the coffee here in just a moment. So, obviously, the pro pick is going to be the Panthers at the Lions. Yep. Okay. Which is about... From what we've seen, it's about the closest thing to a layup in pro sports as you can possibly get to, mm-hmm. okay? And we've chronicled that, and we'll continue to talk about that. Here's the high school games. The three high school games for this week, Kings Mountain at South Point, okay? Can South Point take the momentum that their offense experienced this past Friday and translate it into a matchup against a more defensive-minded, running game-oriented Kings Mountain football team. That allows nine points a game, by the way. Yeah, they're pretty stingy. Yeah, yeah. 51 points given up this season. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty tight. We're going we're gonna to find out just how far along the South Point offense has progressed in this contest. Um, I, I'll say this safely. I don't think we're going to see a 61-49 score. Okay? Yeah. I think that's fair. The second high school game that a few weeks ago didn't seem to be all that intriguing that now all of a sudden is intriguing. Ashbrook taking on Stuart Kramer. Now, here's the intrigue in this one. Okay? Ashbrook has rattled off two straight. Ashbrook, well, yes, okay, Forest View and North Gaston. Ashbrook is trying to make a run for the Huss game to have meaning in the playoff race. Exactly. Stuart Kramer would love nothing more than to completely derail the Green Wave momentum and pick up the first win on the season. I think that with the game at Kramer and having talked to Dan Rothwell, this is an Ashbrook club that is starting to show some life, but they're far from a dead lock against Stuart Kramer. I'm going to be very intrigued to see what happens in this particular matchup. Can Stuart Kramer get it together and take down Ashbrook at home against the Green Wave? And then the third game, and this is this is one that I feel like we've got to do because these two clubs have had a tough year. These two clubs have had a tough year, and now they're going to get an opportunity to compete with one another and see what happens. The third high school game of the week, Cherryville at Highland Tech. Okay? No, this is not a state championship preview. We understand that going in. But we've got two teams desperately looking for a win. We'll get to pick it this week and see how it goes. Hey, Brian, the, the fun part about it is we get to put a spotlight on somebody else. You know, there, there's enough room to go around for everybody. We get to break that game in. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Give those guys some publicity as well. Because at the end of the day, you know, those guys are out there working just as hard as South Point and Kings Mountain and Crest and East Lincoln and East Gaston and everybody else. So, yeah, why not pick them? Think no it'd question. Be, yeah, it'd be fun. So, 
That's what's going on there on the high school side. Now, the college side, now look, if you're looking for two college games that is the least reflective of what's going on in the landscape in North Carolina this week, well, here's two games for you that are going to be absolutely perfect for you, okay? We could have gone easy. We could have gone Carolina-Syracuse. Didn't want to do that. We could have gone local, Clemson-Wake Forest. Didn't want to seem like too much of a homer there even though you shouldn't be surprised in who I would pick, but that's just a different conversation piece altogether. The reality is, is that these two games are compelling. In the national scene, they're incredibly compelling, and for future years, they're going to become a little more locally reflective of what's going on. The two college games this week, Notre Dame travels to Louisville to take on the Cardinals, on Saturday night, an ACC game with one team out of the Chicago, Illinois area and the other team out of Louisville, Kentucky. You can't get any more opposite of Charlotte, North Carolina than that. That's the first college game. The other college game, two teams that are going to be in the SEC real, real soon. The Red River rivalry, Oklahoma Texas, that's what we're picking for this week in the pick six. This is a departure from what we normally do. Not my favorite pick six of the year so far, but could be one of the more intriguing. So that's what we've got. Kings Mountain at South Point, Ashbrook at Stuart Kramer, Cherryville at Highland Tech, Oklahoma, Texas, Notre Dame, Louisville, Panthers at the Detroit Lions. Look at this dude. He's just strolled in over here, sitting here in That's our guest. He's on standby in the green room. Look at him. That's our guest. No question about it. He's uh, making himself at home yeah. in the studio. You think? Well, here's another place you can go if you want to make your home a little more like home. Now in Gastonia, Home Outlet is your secret to winning the home improvement game with new quality kitchens, baths, floors, and more. Your 100% employee-owned home outlet has everything you need to take your project from plan to reality, including the largest selection of in-stock products. You don't have to imagine the feeling of walking into your newly remodeled kitchen because Home Outlet is now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. That's the feeling of winning the home improvement game. Follow us on social media and visit homeoutlet.com for details. When we come back on the other side of the timeout, we're going to talk a little Major League Baseball with the guys at 704 Sports Academy. All that as we continue on this Wednesday morning here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving. 
offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Folks, Revels Contracting Services specializes in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Naturally, they've been at it for a while. Located in Gastonia, Revels Contracting has been a local product for all that time. And now they're looking for other local products to help build their brand. Site superintendents, electricians, drywall and ceiling installers, and medical imaging install technicians. Revels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you're looking for an opportunity, a new opportunity to excel in a field that, well, let's be honest, healthcare imaging, I don't see that taking a downturn anytime soon. Reach out to them. Check them out online if you prefer to first. www.revelscontracting.com or you can call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Just call Jason Crisp. Start with a conversation. The number again, 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. 
704-864-2000. Special thanks to Rebels Contracting, proud partner of the Rush Hour Morning Show. And as promised, now in the studio this morning, from the 704 Sports Academy, Weston Long. Weston, good morning. Welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning. Happy to be here. It's, it's great having you here. So let's dive into this. Obviously, the last time that we had you on, talked a little bit about what the 704 Sports Academy is doing. A few weeks back, I had Evan Wise come into the show uh, had some conversations with him about the time with the Gastonia Grizzlies and, you know, some of the things related to the now baseball scene here in Gastonia. Fast forward a matter of weeks, and I got to be honest with you, you, you guys really did a good job of keeping this one under wraps. I had no idea that this was going on. All of a sudden, there was an announcement made that Evan Wise was joining the 704 Sports Academy family. Before we dive into the Major League Baseball talk, kind of give me, from your perspective, what prompted bringing Evan Wise on and what you foresee having Evan Wise doing with the 704 Sports Academy that's going to take it next level. Well, you know, me and Wise got to know each other pretty well um, in summers of 13 and 14. He was the assistant coach for the Grizzlies when I was there, uh, CPL team in Gastonia. Um, but, yeah, you know, as it comes to 704, um, we're growing. We're doing a lot of different things um, and just trying to professionalize the, the industry a good bit um, and, and the business and, and what we do from the, the strength training, the, the offensive side, the hitting portion of, of what we do at 704 Sports Academy. <clears throat> you know, we we do a lot to uh, develop hitters, and we're growing on that side of the industry with our hit tracks and things like that. But on the pitching side, you know, I've been looking for someone to, to come in and um, just jumpstart that side of things. You know, um, I'm a hitting guy. Um, I'm not passionate about pitching like I am hitting. And um, as I, we were trying to take that next step, um, I heard Wise was thinking about coming back into the area and, and doing some things, and we sat down, we met, and from there, it's uh, you know the rest is history. We uh, got some big plans, rolling out some big <coughs> programs, a 12-week VLO program we got going on, and uh, starting in November. But Wise is a guy; he's as qualified as they come. We were blessed to have him. How I got him, um, I think that. You know, he wants to be in this area. He has a lot of respect for for some some other coaches in this area and myself. And um, is he qualified? Absolutely. Is he overqualified? Eh, we'll see. So, um, you know, he's been at Wake Forest. He's uh, coached. He's been to a couple NAIA World Series with Georgia Gwinnett. Um, but as good as he is on the pitching end, um, as a man, he's, he's, he's what we're about at 704. He, he is he's something that, that we needed and something that we're excited to have on board. Well, clearly, Weston, if he's, if he's from Wake Forest, he clearly uh, has been uh, highly qualified and, and completely, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stop with all that. You know, Weston, the reality is, and, and I really do, I try to keep my finger on the pulse of things baseball-related into this area. So you were keeping this one under wraps on me. Evan was keeping this one under wraps on me, and, and I know why, because 
I've got the radio show here, and I definitely didn't want to leak anything out. But when I found this out, I thought this was a phenomenal move for the 704 Sports Academy. And as we get later into the show, we'll start talking a little bit more about the pitching side of the 704 Sports Academy, which Evan will certainly add some vitality to. There's no question about it. Yesterday, Major League Baseball postseason got started. We, we opened up the show with some of the scores and things going around from the Major League Baseball playoffs. Philadelphia beat the Miami Marlins 4-1 to one mm-hmm. yesterday. In the four games that were played, the home team went 2-2. Two and two. So I'm just going to ask you from your perspective. The wild card round is a best-of-three circumstance. I want you to kind of talk to us from your perspective about how imperative it is for a team to win game one of a very short three-game series and then how unbelievably important it is for the home team if they have aspirations of moving on, and clearly they do, how much more difficult they make it on the visiting team by winning at home on day one. I mean, winning game one is, you know, everything, especially in the playoffs. But, you know, I, like, not as not as big as I think a lot of people think. Like, um, for, like, I think the Rays got beat last night by the Rangers. I still got my money on the Rays to come okay. back. I mean, they, they've got um, – They've got Zach Eflin going tonight, um, who's shoved against the Rangers. Um, but I uh, really wish my man Jeff Springs was out there on the field for the No Rays. question about it. Um, but, yeah, winning game one is is important. But, man, in the playoffs, you know, you got to love October. You, you, I think that every night's a toss-up, regardless of who's playing. Um, game one means a lot, but not as much as it does maybe in a the divisional series. You know, even though it's best two out of three, Anything can happen in October. I mean, you saw some things last night that you don't see during the regular season. Uh, Nick Castellanos for the Phillies flared the ball over the first baseman's head and legged out a double. Right. And, I mean, I haven't seen him run hard to first base in his entire career. It has a a different (laughs) vibe to it. It really does. You see dirt ball reads on the bases. You see guys running like crazy. The energy, the dugout, you know, it's, it's special, special to watch. So. Um, yeah, I think game one's important, but wild card's wild card, man. Sure. Well, and that's why they call it the wild card. The reality is, is I think team road teams that win game one give themselves an advantage, but I think it's an even greater advantage when home teams win game one because they know it's going to be incredibly difficult for a road team to beat them two consecutive times given the fact mm-hmm. that there's going to be a crowd that's going to be ravenous throughout the course of the remaining two yeah. games in that series. And I'll say, like, in terms of the, the Twins, Blue Jays, I don't think the Jays have a chance to, to beat Minnesota just because of the electricity in that building last night in Minnesota. Did you happen to see any of that? I did I did watch the highlights from yesterday. For, uh, first playoff win in, like, 19 years since 2004. Right, they had been previously yeah, winless like, in their yeah. last 18 playoff yeah, 18, games. 18, which that's nuts. I mean, 18, I know. 18 straight of anything in sports is, you know, unheard of. Uh, but – you know, that, that's oh, it's been since Johan Santana days, 2004. But that wow. building, yeah, I, you're I, right. That was, uh, you know, that the building, like after the game, even the players and, and Rocco Baldelli was just saying they didn't even talk about the win, they talked about the crowd. 
Like sure. it was unbelievable. So I think the Twins and they got Sonny Gray going tonight. So I don't I don't think the Jays have a chance because they simply drop game one. Well, and and if Sonny Gray is locked in, you're right. The Toronto Blue Jays are done. There's just no question about it. I mean, when you look at what the Twins did, Pablo Lopez who has had some struggles this year. Pablo Lopez put together a phenomenal effort. Mm-hmm. Royce Lewis, who sure. is getting really comfortable in big, big moments, had two dingers last yeah. night. This guy, if you don't know Royce Lewis yet, figure it out because mm-hmm. you're going to get to know him soon. Yeah. This guy is a star in the making for the Minnesota Twins. And I think they've got pieces around that to where this is a club that – I thought coming in, they were the most vulnerable of the home teams in this series. But after what Lopez did, I've completely changed my thought. Yeah, Royce Lewis is a baller, man. He donkey stomped on those two balls he hit out. It was, I mean, just unreal. Do you give the Marlins, after losing game one, much of a chance to Philadelphia? No, I do not. Okay. Just because I'm I'm bought in on the Phillies, man. I'm not a Phillies fan, Um, but uh, I think a lot of – you know, succeeding in the playoffs in October comes down to having some gamers, having some ballers, guys who show up, compete. Look at what Harper did last October and even what Trey Turner did in the World Baseball Classic. I mean, right. those guys, they turn it up a notch um, when it, when it's time to time to roll and they kind of live in, you know, same environment kind of in Minnesota. Uh, those Phillies fans are, are crazy. and Yes, they um, are. And Harper and, and, and Turner, those guys, they, they have a an appetite for, for moments like this. So. That the other the game we haven't talked about yet, Milwaukee Arizona. I, I was stunned at what Arizona was able to do. Their starter doesn't go through four. Their bullpen, who to be honest with you, I thought Milwaukee had the better of the two, two bullpens, and I didn't think it was even close. Milwaukee has like the best staff in NL. Right. Yeah. Arizona was watertight with their bullpen. Got some timely hitting. Corbin Carroll, who in my mind is the rookie of the year in the National League, and I don't know that there really should be a ton of doubt about that, had a big home run in this contest. Zach Gallen gets the ball today for the Diamondbacks. Evan Longoria is drinking from the fountain of youth, making a (laughs) phenomenal play last night. This is a Diamondbacks club that I didn't know that they were going to have a whole lot of chance against the Brewers they have flipped the script in that series. I think the Brewers are in real trouble now. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I didn't get a chance to catch much of that game because I was watching the Phillies. But, um, but I'm with you. Uh, the Evan Longoria, I can't believe he's still in the league. Number one in that play he made. Right. Um, I listened to his post game. It was pretty good. You know, he's been around for a while. Been through a lot. But, uh, but you're right. I was with you. Uh, you know, the Brewers pitching staff is, is incredible. Their starters, their guys out of the bullpen. Um, but the D-backs, they've been finding ways to win games all year. They, they've they uh, they've been stealing base. I think they led the league in all of baseball and stolen bases, and um, and they've struck out less than any, any other team. So that's how you beat teams with good pitching, pitching staffs, put the ball in play. And then they were next to last or, or, or last in strikeouts. So um, that's an offense, which is, you know. Speaking of putting the ball in play, this stat doesn't mean as much now statistically as it used to, but for the longest period of time, I want to talk about the Marlins for just a moment, one player in particular. Luisa Rise wins the National League bat- batting title with a three fifty four average this year. There were times in and around the All-Star break 
to where folks were talking about Louisa Rise, who at that time was somewhere around 390, possibly getting to 400. Now, Mm -hmm. that's an incredible thought, and, and I don't know that anybody really took it seriously. And it's not like Luis Arise stumbled. The fact of the matter is he could have been a 300 and a 325 hitter the second half of the season and would have not even come close to doing anything realistically near 400. Finishes the year at 354. Weston, at any level, is 400 now going to be, especially at the pro level, an unreachable feat just because of the fact that the dynamics and hitting have changed nowadays? Well, it's been an unreachable feat before the dynamics changed, you know, pretty much with sure. you know, it was one guy. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think so, man. I, you know, um, I, I, I'm kind of over. I, I'm, a, I'm a bat speed, hit the ball, ballpark type guy, but, but the strikeouts are just unreal. I just looked it up. Wow. Areas had 34 punches on the year. That's crazy in 147 games. Right. But, yeah, I would say 400 is not reachable. Um, I was talking to Mitchell about this the other day. Got a question for you. How many guys in the big leagues this year do you think hit over 300? I did some research on this earlier, okay? I think, like, when when you're looking at the top tens in both the National and the American League, you had hitters that were, like, 280, that were in the top 10. I want to say there might have been somewhere like 8 to 12 players. Nine. Nine guys, 30 teams, hit over 300. And only 22 hit over 278. That's so, amazing. So I would say to answer your question of the 400 feet, I think it's, I think it's uh, you know, down the tube. And, and the way pitching is now with the, with the velocity and, and, the, and the analytics and, and how you approach hitters, I, I think it – the hitters are at slightly more disadvantage, but I'll never give pitchers that much credit. Well, and, and I'm glad you said that. We're getting ready to go to break. So, real quickly, I want to ask this question. For pitchers, if 250 wins is now the new 300, that's the new metric, okay, for pitchers. Is 350 the new 400 for hitters? I'll let you think on that. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, go to break. And we'll come back to talk about that because I think in this time, until we have substantive shifts in baseball again at the major league level, I think doing what Luis Arise did this year was as probably as prominent a thing as what we could have seen in in a day gone by. With someone hitting 380, 390 even. But I I refuse to just, I guess, say that 350 is the new 400. I think guys can hit 350. You know, as a as a hitting guy, I think I think 350 is obtainable. There, there's enough there's enough guys out there that that can do that, and pitching pitch ain't gonna get that good. So. We come back when we come back on the other side of the break. We're gonna have somebody with us that may differ from that line of thought as we continue here on the Rush Hour Morning Shows. We'll incorporate Evan Wise into our conversation this morning. We'll be back in just a bit on the Rush Hour Morning Show. 
Attention Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more. All at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you streaming on WGNCRadio.com, thank you. If you're not, you're definitely going to want to pick up the podcast that will have 
later on either today, maybe early tomorrow as it relates to this show. I know that yesterday's podcasts will be out earlier, probably around lunchtime, maybe a tad after, uh, so you'll be able to tune into all that. So let's go ahead and get all these microphones hot. Weston, are you okay now in your headset? Much better. Much okay. Better, all right. So let's welcome Evan Wise to the show. Evan, good morning from 704 Sports Academy. So glad to have you on. Are you hearing everything okay? Yes, sir. It's fantastic. Good morning, Rush. Good morning, okay. everybody in Gastonia. Well, it's great having both of you on. We talked, to, we talked with Weston about the playoffs, the wild card round. We've got that squared away. Guys, I'm going to ask the both of you together this. These eight teams that are vying for spots in the divisional playoffs, they're going to have to face off against teams like the Baltimore Orioles, Houston Astros, the Atlanta Braves, and the L.A. Dodgers. My question to you guys, is there any one of these teams out of the eight that are playing right now that you think we could possibly see in the World Series? For me, I'm going to go with the Phillies. Um, so they, you've bought in. They've said it all, all day, all over the media. You know, Bedlam at the bank. It's one of the most exciting uh, atmospheres right now. I think they're bringing the fans in there. They're bringing the excitement. They're bringing the noise. Uh, you know, going into Atlanta, playing in Atlanta, it's going to be the same environment. Atlanta's going to have their number one, number two going. It's going to be a, a tough matchup down there. I think that when they when they go back to, to Philly, it could be it could be a really fun when they get their their ace going. Wheeler, they get Nola going back. It could be it could be a lot of excitement going into a game five. We're going into deep into the playoffs. Okay. Well, yeah. you, you've already gotten the attention of the Atlanta Braves fans that are tuned in. Weston, you, your thoughts? I second that. Like I was saying earlier, the, the Phillies. They've been there. They've done it. Um, I think their pitching staff could be a little deeper, but, you know, playoffs comes down to gamers. Okay. Now, did I, you said the Phillies pitching staff could be a little deeper as in they need more depth or that they're deeper than the Braves? I think, they, I think they're overall deeper than the Braves. Um, I, I believe, wow. Okay. I, I would say um, out of the bullpen, not so much. But um, but in, on the other side of things, I, I think as crazy as it sounds on the American League end, I'm really high on the Twins just after that game last night. If there was somebody who can knock off the O's, it could be them. With they, their, their bullpen, bullpen is awesome. Well, and, and, and have a local tie with Emilio Pagan, exactly. Gardner-Webb, Belmont Abbey guy. So he's there in the bullpen as well. Okay, so you guys think the Phillies literally are a team that could find their way from the wild card to the World Series. Well, part of that means – they would if they were to get there, then it's the wisdom they would have to take down. Let we're going to assume for a moment they're going to get past the Marlins. They would then take down the Braves, and then are they taking down the Dodgers also in the NLCS? I mean that that's a tall order for anybody to say that in one postseason you're going to beat the Phillies. I mean you're you're the Phillies. You're going to beat the Braves and the Dodgers in route to the World Series. Is that what you guys are saying? I'm not. I'm not off of it. I think that you know, being the most excited team definitely plays factor, and the Phillies will have played games going into Atlanta, so they'll they'll have energy and excitement. I'm assuming that they don't get you know roughed up in these next two games and have to use a whole bunch of bullpen to get there. Um, but I think being one of the most excited team gets there, and they have a lot of excitement and a lot of energy out of that out of that roster. And I think excitement and energy is what you need flying across the country to go play in L.A. And when you get to L.A. and it's 
you know, it's the first and it's the second. It's not quite the same energy as it's going to be in Citizens Bankers. It's going to be um, in Truist Ballpark. It's not quite going to be the same energy. So I think that that type of team could excel um, going across the coast in, the, in that environment, um, bringing the energy there. And then when the Dodgers get back to Philly, I think it could be a, a little bit of a culture shock for them. Okay. So then let me flip the question here. If the Phillies are the team out of the wild card round, those eight teams that are playing that could find themselves in the World Series, then who of the four teams that pretty much cruised through their respective divisions, I mean, let's be honest, Baltimore had been good for a good long time and they were able to steadily make their way through the American League East. Houston, kind of given a gift by the Seattle Mariners, winning three out of four against Texas and forcing Texas to the wild card. Mm -hmm. But Houston, you knew, was going to be in that conversation some way, somehow. We know the Dodgers. We know the Braves. They, they were at a cruising altitude pretty much the entire second half of the season. Which of these four teams is the most vulnerable? The Braves are by far the most vulnerable. They've not only shown that they've struggled out of the starting rotation, they've had multiple guys floating in out of that three, four, and five spot in the rotation. Um, I think, you know, while baseball is truly turning into an offensive game with home runs and stolen bases are up, and you can see that in Acuna, you can see that in their offense, that they're going to go out and put up runs. It's going to be their ability to keep from hemorrhaging runs out of their, you know, uh, out of the middle parts of their rotation and as they get into that bullpen. Um, I think that's where the Braves are the most vulnerable. And as you see, some teams are built for the regular season and some teams are built for the playoffs. The Braves, it, we start talking and looking at their team, it's cumulative home runs. It's cumulative runs scored. They've scored a lot of runs throughout the year. They've put teams in situations where, hey, if we go out there and try and beat the Braves down three, we know we're going to be down six at some point. So we got to save our bullpen. So the Braves haven't had to be in as many – tough situations. They haven't had to play fight for your life games. Um, I'm not saying that they're a front-running ball club, but when some of these other teams get hot at the right time and bring energy at the right time, it definitely makes those teams a little bit more vulnerable at the top. Weston? Of the four, who's most vulnerable? Yes. Astros. Really? Houston, yeah. Um, they just don't have the same same energy around them this year. Um, and I've read somewhere, I could be wrong, but they are under 500 at home this year. Um, so... I think that'll play. They've always won at home, um, but I, I think they're the most vulnerable. That ballpark, that ballpark in Houston. Is that right? Are they under 500 at home? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. The so ballpark okay. in Houston. They've always dominated there. So. Has, in this day and time, it certainly has been neutralized by opposing clubs that come in because of the really cozy dimensions in mm -hmm. left field. For guys that have become more and more pull happy, that, you know, the Crawford boxes. Well, they're just as short for visiting teams as they are for home teams, and I think their ballpark is uniquely, I don't want to say dis, at a disadvantage, but it definitely doesn't create the same type of advantage for them, um, especially when you've got the likes of Kyle Tucker who likes to hook dog the ball into the right field seats. Um, it's a very different dynamic for yeah. this club this year. Yeah. Okay, so – before we go any further, I, d I do want to ask this. Um, MVP conversation. Is there any reason to think that Ronald Acuna Jr. won't be the MVP of the National League? No. Absolutely not. So you think he's in? Yeah. American League. Is Shohei Otani, is, is Shohei Otani, UCL, contract, 
free agency looming, is he the American League MVP? Did he do enough on both sides of the ball to get the MVP? Yeah, I believe so. Especially since they didn't give it to him last year. Evan Wise? I don't see any reason that you wouldn't get it. Um, it, it's a young man who goes out there and he's been successful on both sides of the ball. He was an all-star midseason. He has a ton of fan respect. Um, and he would be probably be the most valuable player for his team because he was their guy that went out there on the mound or won games on the mound and then got, got his hits at the plate. I would say he'd be one of the most valuable players for that team. You, you see it any time he kind of – he goes down, that team kind of absolutely falters. The bullpen gets out of whack. It's an absolute mess. So – we're going to shift gears now. Obviously, when you look at the likes of a Ronald Acuna Jr., a Shohei Otani, those guys have otherworldly talent, okay? Otherworldly talent doesn't necessarily walk through the doors of the 704 Sports Academy every day, okay? However, there are kids that are looking for opportunities, whatever their goals are, whether it's to play professionally, to play in college, to just be a better high school player, 704 Sports Academy clearly was putting together some things that were going to create better hitters and so on and so forth. But now there's a pitching element involved that's going to go to the next level. What is the end game? What's the goal for 704 Sports Academy moving forward now that there is a an obvious offensive element to this with Weston Long and everything that he's unveiled to now adding the likes of an Evan Wise and taking care of the other side of the ball. What's the goal here? Overall goal is to teach kids to be men and teach them to compete. I think that you know, the ability to compete is a lost art in today's generation, and that's goal number one. What comes with that, the overall talent goal, you know, performance goal is we want to hit the ball far, we want to throw the ball hard. Um, and we want to have the resources and the personnel um, in-house to, to, to teach the kids to do that. So hit the ball far, throw the ball hard. And now with Evan being on board with us, we can really, you know, get hands-on and, and strategic and, and taking that next step and into some velocity and arm health and things like that and, and do it in, in, in a modern way. So. Okay. Now, now, you started with compete, not hit it far, or throw it hard. Evan, I want to I want to position this one to you from the pitching side. How are you able to utilize technology, strength and conditioning, so on and so forth, to at the same time improve pitching performance, no question, but give kids the tools to learn how to compete on a baseball diamond? Oh, that's a lot. So, so for me, I think I, I want to piggyback off of Weston and, and work on what he says. He says compete and be good men, and that's one of the, the, the things we have at, at 704 is we want everyone to compete with freedom, right? And that's that's how we're starting to attack things is give guys freedom to ask questions. And I think that we're going to show a certain care level to each kid throughout this area, and I think care level is a big piece to, to show – attention to these guys and do everything we can to get them better. Because I think if, if the young men are getting better than the baseball in this area gets better, I think the baseball in this area gets better, then we're going to have competitive players from this area playing all across the country and, and, and being tremendous examples of not only, you know, good baseball players that come from tremendous high schools and high school coaches, but, you know, that train their butts off when nobody's watching when they're not at practice. Um, so we want to give that opportunity and build that environment 
we want to build that environment with everything we can. We don't want to leave any stone unturned. So technology, big time technology is coming. Um, you know, the experiences I've gained throughout the years um, in college baseball, in the pitching lab, and professional baseball. Um, I think we're going to do everything we can to give that to the kids and maybe, you know, take some of this cloudiness that is Twitter training that's going on right now and maybe get them through Absolutely. the clouds and uh, get them into, into the light and show them the things that are going to make them better and give them as much as we can, give them as many tools as we can to stay healthy. I think that that's where the care level is for me is, um, is health, right? That for me, the algorithm to throwing harder is throwing, is throwing healthier. So we want these kids to throw healthier, put things in their tool bag to keep their arms strong, their arms healthy. So these coaches can pitch them to compete, to win champions for this, win championships in this area, American Legion championships, state championships, uh, summer wood bat championships, whatever it may be. We want our guys going out there and having those tools to, to stay healthy, stay strong, get better, and uh, keep going. But got about 60 seconds before we get out of here. So I want to ask this question. I'll ask both of you to give as succinct an answer as possible. But the reality is, is when people think about college recruiting professional baseball exploration, they're thinking Texas, they're thinking California, they're thinking Florida. How far off is North Carolina and how much can 704 Sports Academy influence and impact kids when it comes to college recruiting and professional development? Uh, for me, um, the state of North Carolina, um, you start looking at us, it's a premier destination for all college athletics. We got one of the top, top football programs in the country right now coming out of North Carolina and App State. We got some of the best baseball programs at, at Wake Forest and UNC playing in Omaha. Um, this is a destination for tremendous college baseball, for tremendous professional baseball. You'll see a first rounder out of this state, and we can't wait to see first rounders come out of uh, 704. 704, we have. Uh, the personnel, uh, the resources, the facility to get you to the next level um, uh, from offensively, from pitching in, check us out online or website, 704sportsacademy.com. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Come see what we're all about. Uh, learn how to compete, get better, hit the ball far and throw the ball hard. Guys, thanks so much for spending some time with us, talking a little baseball. Tomorrow, we're back to high school football. A couple conversations worth having. God bless everybody. We'll see you tomorrow Thanks on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Thank Thanks, guys. Thank you. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.